Kill you with truth with your guy, T-Mac, and our pal, Dr. Johnny Love. He's a doctor today. Like and subscribe. We'll get to what's on the shelf. One of the weirder days in Denver sports history, for sure. And I welcome in my pal, Johnny Love. Johnny, um, do you realize what happened in Denver sports yesterday? Um, Something. Seems like something happened. Dude. Big. Starting quarterback who they owe $39 million to next year. And if he gets hurt, they'll have to pay another $37 million to. He got benched. Two. We're we're, we're talking about Russell Wilson here, right? Two. Aaron Gordon starting power forward for your world champion Denver Nuggets got bit in the hand and the face by a family dog that it happened on Christmas, but that information came out yesterday and he's out indefinitely, although they're hoping it's kind of short term and, and your Colorado avalanche blew a four goal lead to the coyotes to lose five, four in overtime. Johnny, that leads us to the question of the day. Mac, what is the real story with Russ? Well, what a question that is, Johnny, because boy, oh boy, oh boy, were there a lot of rumors yesterday about what was going on. Um, and you look at this guy, Jordan Schultz, who's originally from Seattle and Diana Rossini, and they are reporting that Russell Wilson's people were approached after the Kansas City win about getting rid of his injury or pushing back, pushing back his injury clause in his contract. The What they wanted to do, the Broncos, according to their story, was to make sure that after the league year, his injury guarantee would kick in. His injury guarantee, Johnny, is for $37 million. Now, that is for 2025. He is already guaranteed $39 million for 2024. So what they were trying to do is make it easier to play Russ. So it's not that they wanted to necessarily bench him, but they didn't want to take the risk of him getting hurt, them moving on away from him, and having to pay him 39 plus 37 million dollars. They're on the hook for 39 no matter what. It's the 37 million guaranteed for injury that they want to be done with. So think about this for a second. You just beat Kansas City, which was remarkable. You're going into the bye week and you're hearing that the team more or less is is preparing to get rid of you. Now, in fairness, you were one and five before the Packers. You beat the Packers. You beat the Chiefs. You were three and five at the time going into the bye week. So, from a Broncos perspective, you can understand why. Listen, man, this thing may not be working out. Russell Wilson and his team turned down that offer. They didn't go for it. So the story is, according to Rossini and Schultz, is that he was threatened 
with his job, and it was very contentious behind the scenes. However, when I talked to other people yesterday, they say, listen, there were conversations at the time, but it was more sort of in passing rather than, you know, an ultimatum and something scary and whatever. So the two sides are portraying things differently. Mark Rogers, Russell's agent, is spinning a story to certain people. Russell Wilson's marketing people are spinning stories to certain people. And then, you know, behind the scenes, folks on the other side are spinning their version to other people. So what's the real story with Russ? It probably lands somewhere, Johnny, in the middle. It it probably lands that there definitely was some sort of conversation with George Payton and Russell Wilson's representatives. Now, how, how confrontational or threatening that was, I suppose that's in the eye of the beholder. But there definitely were some conversations. What couldn't have been seen is even after you beat the Chiefs, which was remarkable, that you would go on to beat the Browns, the Bills, and the Vikings and go on that five-game win streak. But during that win streak, it's not like Russell Wilson's numbers were extraordinary. They were okay. And what was happening is the Broncos were in a staggering way winning the turnover battle. So you were winning games where Russ was fine, but not spectacular. In fact, if you look at the numbers of Russell Wilson, despite a high amount of touchdown passes and low rate of interceptions, the Broncos are worst in the league in goal to go. They're one of the worst teams on third down. They're not great in the red zone, scoring their middle of the pack. And of course, record-wise, you know, they're seven and eight. And overall with Russell Wilson, it's a major losing record, only 11 wins, I think 11 and 19, something like that. And most importantly, I suppose, is the relationship between Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. So for the past couple of months, you have had a rift between the Broncos front office and Russell Wilson's camp, depending on how you see it. But Russell Wilson's camp does see it as a rift. They do see it as contentious. Yesterday, when details were coming out about these reports, Russell Wilson was liking on social media the reports that were portraying things as more contentious. Now, was it really Russell Wilson liking that? And this goes to another weird thing, Johnny. It's possible that the person liking those tweets wasn't Russell Wilson. It's possible the person liking those tweets was somebody in the marketing branch of Russell Wilson's team. And Russell Wilson does have a team. So it's unclear if those likes really were Russell Wilson or people who have control of Russell Wilson's Twitter. That's unclear. And because Russell Wilson wasn't available for comment yesterday, and the Broncos did say, Nothing with Russ. He'll talk later this week, which is actually kind of remarkable if that's actually going to happen. But yesterday in the locker room, Garrett Bowles refused comment about it. Russell Wilson wasn't commenting, although 
people in the locker room were told, oh, he is going to comment later this week. But that rarely happens, Johnny. Very, very rarely does the backup quarterback say anything. They really don't have press conferences. They don't get interviewed. It's just kind of the way it goes. So now it makes me wonder, well, why is Russell Wilson even commenting? But the bigger question in this whole scenario is why is Russell Wilson even there? Don't forget his injury settlement that the Broncos are on the hook counts in practice too. So if Russell Wilson were to tear his Achilles or rupture something or ACL or something like that, are you following me here? If something like that were to happen, the Broncos would owe him not just $39 million next year, but $37 million in 2025. So why is he even there? I'm going to show you some video of the most dangerous play in Denver Broncos history right now. Go ahead, Johnny, roll it. Here is Russell Wilson possibly being owed $37 million. He drops back in and then he, and he throws. Shoo! I want you to watch it again. Look at Jared Stidham there. He's uh, number four. He is uh, taller than Russell Wilson. But that play right there, Russell Wilson even being in uniform, is dangerous. Pun intended. The Broncos are, are doing the right thing by benching Russell Wilson and moving on. They are making a risky mistake right now <clears throat> having him as the backup quarterback. And you also have to deal with the other Russ stuff with him around. I understand Sean Payton saying, well, listen, I think Jared Stidham gives us a better chance to win over the Chargers than Russell Wilson. I get it. I get the fact that they're moving on. I do get it. But to say, well, listen, in case Jared Stidham gets hurt, Russell Wilson gives us a better chance to win than Ben DiNucci. The Nooch. This is a tricky one, and the Broncos are just slightly miscalculating things. They really need to treat Russell Wilson like Derek Carr was treated. We're not cutting you yet because there could be value to a post-June 1st release designation. We're getting into the weeds on that stuff. But what they clearly should just do is, Russ, go home. That's it. It's a wrap. Now, Russell Wilson is announcing his departure from the Broncos. Um, uh, his, uh, you know, I want to get it right. Hold on. I'll get it right, Johnny. I swear. Uh, okay, 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 okay. Russell Wilson's tweet is, God's got me looking forward to what's next. Here, I'll point out there. Right there. You got that? Whoops. Sorry. All right, there's uh, what we're, we're, God's got me looking forward to what's next. Okay. Does that sound like a guy who's kind of pumped up about playing the Chargers this week? Not so much. Not so much. So what's the real story with Russ? He's done being a Bronco, and the Broncos are making a mistake and even having him at the facility. They don't have to cut him right now. I mean, 
there's there's strange, weird worlds where perhaps a trade is possible. But that gets into a lot of quirky financial gymnastics. So my advice for the Broncos is to just send them home. And let's see. There's a lot of quarterback-hungry teams out there getting something for Russell Wilson, getting some sort of financial relief is better than nothing. So there's no need to cut him. No need to cut him, but there's no need for him to be at the facility right now either. That's the real story with Russell Wilson. The the vast majority of the reasons this is being done is for football reasons. It's not financial injury reasons. It's not. If it was if it was more for financial injury reasons, he he, he probably would have been sat down and cut from the team or or not told the to report to the team a couple weeks ago. In fact, listen, I heard rumors about this. I thought they were silly. And then, then I, you know, more or less got the rumors confirmed that there was a distinct possibility, even if the Broncos had beat the Patriots, that Russell Wilson would still be facing the same situation, which is wild to me. Hey, man, it's a square peg round hole with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. And the Broncos right now are being very risky. Here is Sean Payton announcing Russell Wilson's demise with the Broncos. Most of you know we made a change at quarterback. Um, and I understand all the, the speculation and everything that surrounds a move like that. Um, and I could tell you, look, we're we're desperately trying to win and um, sure in our, in our game today, there are economics and all those other things, but the number one push behind this and, and it's a decision I'm making is to, you know, get a spark offensively. Um, obviously it's difficult and um, you know, all of us feel like, man, we didn't do well enough, but uh, you know, one of the things we saw when we signed Stidham in, in the offseason was not only film from preseason games, but regular season games. And, you know, he's a guy that, you know, I'm anxious to see play. And if I didn't feel like um, he gave us the chance to win, we wouldn't be making that move. Yeah, I mean, if we want to just talk about Jarrett Stidham for a second, the Broncos are paying him $4 million a year, which they certainly didn't need to. They really could have just kept Brett Rippon as a backup quarterback and signed the Nooch. Ah, the Nooch. But no, they went out and got Jarrett Stidham, paid him more than they, you know, really had to. And he likes him. We'll get to Jared Stenham in a second. First, here's Justin Simmons on the move and, and Russ. You know, this is you know, not the end for him by any means. And so, um, you know, also with that being said, I'm, um, I know Stidham's going to do a great job. And, uh, you know, he's been doing great in practices, as you guys heard Coach Payton say. And um, I always had the chance to watch him, you know, a little bit last year when he played with uh, Vegas. And so, um, yeah, I know, this. you know, it's a, it's a tough thing. And, um now you hate to see it. <laughs> Johnny, how convinced uh, about uh, how honest Justin Simmons was with his words right there? 
Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's hard it's a, to see. It's, a, it's, it's up hard thing. to see it. Well, it's super hard. It's uh, it sucks. Yeah. So, uh, Stidham. Listen, man. I think everybody likes Russ because he's you know a nice enough guy. That's for sure. But you don't think the defense is frustrated? The offensive line is frustrated. Sean Payton is frustrated. I mean, I think the plays are there for the Broncos. How about Jerry uh, Jerry Judy liking tweets, Broncos tweets about, you know, Stidham's in. Thanks, Jer. And you know what's interesting about Jared Stidham? Uh, first of all, Jared Stidham has been around. Jared Stidham, <clears throat> excuse me. Jared Stidham is not a rookie. He's not a first-year guy, second-year guy. This is a guy who's been in the league for several years. On three different teams, he's a guy who's actually played. So for Jared Stidham, it, this is really, you know, not, it's a big deal and not a big deal at the same time. Here is uh, Stidham. I mean, I don't think I need to overthink it. Um, just do what I'm coached to do. Um, you know, we have a, a great staff and a great group of guys around, you know, around me. So um, I'm just going to do my job to the best of my ability um, do the certain things that I need to do on each and every play and, um, you know, move the ball down the field and hopefully score a lot of points and, and get a win. Does that guy look intimidated to you? Scared? Nervous? I mean, you know, looks pretty composed to me. And he spoke about his confidence. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's one of those things, like, I guess as a, as a quarterback in the NFL, you, you don't ever really know, like, you think you know, like, what you can do um, until you can – and, but until you can go out there and actually do it. Um, and that was obviously my first start in four years. It was at the end of my fourth year. So, um, you know, I, I've always had a lot of confidence in myself. That's never wavered or anything. And um, like I said, I, I lean a lot, of, a lot on the guys around me. Um, I'm only one guy and this is a 11, 11 man sport. So um, it takes all 11 of us to, to execute and, and do what we can do on each and every play to, to move the ball and, and score points. All right, there's a lot of cliches in there, but that's not a guy who's lacking confidence. In fact, look at his mullet. I mean, he's a swarthy-looking gentleman there, Johnny. It's and, uh, it's what the kids these days call flow. He's got flow. I think he's got flow and riz. I think he's, it's, a, it's, it's a combination of, of flow he's not, riz. He's not sus, for sure. That's for sure. I'm not... Yeah, you know, I could keep going there. I'll, I'll just leave it alone. <laughs> we sound so old. Before, before I get myself in trouble and say something that my grandparents would say, which is, you know, they were. Oosh. Anyways, uh, Stidham, um, he's confident. I think the players are fine moving on from Russ. By the way, did you see a, a huge outpouring for Russ from his teammates? Yesterday, did you see that on social media? Did you see players who were, were devastated by it? Did you? I didn't. You know, I did if, not. If that, if that exists, point it out to me. Because I didn't see it. I mean, they weren't falling all over themselves to congratulate Jared Stenham. But their silence, I think, speaks volumes in terms of how they really view this situation. And, and this is another reason why it just doesn't make sense for Russ to even be there. Kareem Jackson is on the Texans now. He didn't even clean out his locker. Kareem Jackson's locker still has stuff in it. 
That's pretty funny. This Russ situation um, will go down as one of the worst NFL trades of all time. It's a debacle. And there's a chance George Payton survives this as the GM. The the, the rumors coming out and the way things are, are being spun probably works to George Payton's advantage. Because, listen, man, I'm not saying I'm best friends with George Payton, but I've been around the guy a bunch. To think of George Payton as some sort of threatening ultimatum sort of dude is, I mean, it's laughable. It's just not in his nature. It's not who he is. So I think the the most consistent takeaway from all sides on what's the story with Russ is that things have just been awkward for the past couple of months. And then they won games, which was weird, frankly, because they likely fought that they would be moving on from Russ probably after the Buffalo game, something like that. But they won. And they beat Minnesota and Cleveland. I mean, they beat good teams. But they've recently lost three out of four, including a terrible loss to the Patriots, where the offense was inept except for the fourth quarter, which is what Russ does best, which Sean Payton hates. Sean Payton hates street ball, things off schedule. Sean Payton is very regimented and wants things run his way. But that ain't how Russ works. That's not how he cooks. The future for Russ? I don't know. There's plenty of desperate teams out there, my friend Johnny. So maybe somebody will pick him up. Who knows? And we'll see if if Russ even makes it to Sunday. Sean Payton was asked about that and said he would, but I'm not holding Sean Payton to that one. He didn't know what the reaction was going to be from Russ's camp and how they were going to spin stories. It just makes things more awkward every single day Russ is there. And again, you don't want Russ to get hurt because it'll trigger a $37 million injury guarantee for 2025 on top of the $39 million the Broncos already have to pay him. And that's the real story with Russ. I feel like taking a bow like I just did like a one-man play. Well, two-man play because, Johnny, you're – thank you. No, it's got to be – it's got to be the yeah, – yeah, I don't slow, think the slow clap. Slow clap. You got to slow clap. It. it doesn't really work with one person. Let me, try it. Let me try it again, though. We don't know. And that concludes my one-man play. Yeah, no. I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. It's not working. The Avalanche blew a four-goal lead. That sucks. I don't know. They got problems. What's the opposite of a slow club? (laughs) That's not exactly what I was going for there. Oh, for the Avalanche. Oh, it would be a no. Boo. To see the Avs uh, piss away a four-goal lead is just, I, I, I don't even know what to say. It's inexcusable. Um, uh, you shouldn't do it in the NHL. It's, it's not what you do if you're a Stanley cup champion. Um, I think they got a lot of great players on the team, but there's some sort of weird disconnect with them. Kale McCarr said after the game, they're not handling adversity. Well, that's great. Meanwhile, Aaron Gordon got bit by a dog. That's a terrible story, man. And I love AG. I feel terrible for him. 
Um, you know, dogs are awesome. And that type of aggressive behavior is so, so unusual. I, I just feel terrible for, for everybody involved with that. They host uh, Memphis tonight with John Morant. Hey, Glendale, heads up. John Morant's back. And uh, Oklahoma City, who's a little bit in front of the Nuggets. Nuggets are third overall in the West. But anything could sort itself out. Oklahoma City does seem to be somewhat of a real deal, as does Minnesota. And that's just who's ahead of the Nuggets. Um, and we'll get into those stories a little bit deeper. But, of course, the Russell story is what uh, dominates and pervades thought. Johnny, quickly, what's on the shelf? What's on the shelf? What's on um, the shelf? I think this is new, but there's a like a bumper sticker or something uh, oh. it's right above your right shoulder. Right it's shoulder. a it's a transplant right. relocated. Oh, okay. Uh, where is that? Your right shoulder. It's like directly behind your right shoulder. Yeah. All right. That's a good story. All right. All right. Hold on. <clears throat> Did you drop it? Yeah. 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 All right. Do you know how? Um, See, you're from Colorado, right, Johnny? Yeah, pretty much. Well, were you born here or not? I was not, but I've been here since I was six uh, months old. So could you put a native bumper sticker on your car? Yeah, I the... think so. Ooh, I don't know. I think so. Yeah. Well, when, when, when we were at KB, when I was at KBPI, you know, three firings ago, um, we were just talking about how annoyed we were with the native bumper stickers. And so a listener just made these up for us at KBPI. This is like 20 plus years ago, transplants and relocated. So a listener just thought it was funny based off the native bumper sticker to do a uh, transplant and relocated. See, okay, why do you uh, why do you shorten trans part, uh, but not the plant part? It should be like T R N S P L N T. You know, that's a good damn question, Johnny. I don't know. It just had to it was it had to fit on the stand. They, they had to take out that random A. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. But um, these would both apply for uh, Russell Wilson. I kill you with truth. 